What is up, everyone? It is Wednesday night, so you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, our brand new YouTube channel, and Twitter network. I'm your host, Peter DiBiase. I'm here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern throughout the offseason off for the most part. We've got to keep trying to give you guys consistent content because Bill's always breaking news for agency, um, the draft coming up. And tonight we got a great episode for you. Uh, we're not going to go a full hour tonight. We're going to go from 7 to 7.45. I got something at 8 o'clock that I got to do for school. But 7 to 7.45, so we got 45 minutes. You guys can chime in on YouTube. You can chime in on Facebook. If you're listening on Twitter, hop over to Facebook and YouTube. Drop a comment if you guys if you guys want. So the comment section is open tonight. And if you prefer to listen to this podcast version, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. tomorrow morning this comes out on podcast and we've been killing it on the podcast version the last two episodes so that is awesome keep it up on the podcast awesome and shout out to our sponsor picasso's pizza for the best pizza in buffalo it's got to be picasso's every night is pizza night shout out to our sponsor and we cannot do this episode without our guest time to bring it on one of our members of the built in buffalo network the real dan kelly how are we doing tonight my man Oh man, Peter, it's Super Bowl week and, and we should be excited. We should be getting ready to, to watch the Bills play in this game and we're not. So, you know, that's there. So I'm not a big fan of that, but you know, the week's going by great. It's the off season, you know, the off season yeah. in the NFL is just the longest time for me. It's like, okay, when's football back? When's football back? And then it's OTAs. We got to wait until we get past the preseason. It's so much, but I'm happy to be here with you. Happy to talk Bills football. And I'm happy to be the bad guy, Peter, because I know you've seen the conflict of interest with myself and Akeem Richens. I always play the bad guy role and it's hard. It's hard talking about how this guy didn't play well and this guy didn't play well and everybody else wants to talk about all the good stuff. So I'm glad we're getting into positives and negatives on today's show. Yeah, so tonight's show, guys, or tonight's episode, if you listen to podcast, you can tell by the title, Stock Up, Stock Down from the season. So we're going to get right into it because we got 45 minutes and I want to get as much stock ups and as much stock downs we can. And if you're in the comment section, drop who you thought had a good year, who you thought you had a bad year, react to it or not. So Dan, I'm going to start with you. You're the guest. Give me either your first stock up or stock down from this past season. All right. Well, we're going to start off with a positive today, and I want to go stock up on running back James Cook. I almost said receiver there. <laughs> Not correct. So I have James Cook's stats for you for this year. 89 rushes for 507 yards along to go with two rushing touchdowns. In the receiving game, he had 21 receptions for 180 yards and one touchdown, which I think we all expected more in the receiving game. And then I looked up percentage of snaps. He played 24.7.9% snaps for the Buffalo Bills this year. And I noticed as the year went on, right, we started seeing more and more of James Cook, especially in December. He was getting more carries than Singletary points, more touches. And I think um, as much as I like Devin Singletary and as much as Bills Mafia loves Devin Singletary. The Bills don't use him well. They they don't. He's a good player, a good running back that they can't seem to figure out how he works, right? So I think he's going to be going off to greener pastures, yes. maybe a, a hefty contract that the Bills are not prepared to offer him, and James Cook is going to go into next season as the RB1. Yeah, I agree with you. I think James Cook had, I would say, an up and down year. I would say that's a, it's a rookie. Yeah. Um, and maybe the up and down year wasn't really his fault because it wasn't he got didn't get a ton of snaps. Yeah, you remember his first carry? 
You remember yes, his first remember carry, his first and, that, carry. and that's kind of the reason that you know he really didn't get going yes. too too much for the Buffalo Bills because they sat him on the bench. I wanted to ask you about that though. It really seems like um, in Sean McDermott's tenure as head coach, there has not been a lot of rookies starting off the bat. No. Minus maybe the first round, second round pick, but after that, like you see, other teams get younger. You see other teams play these guys over veterans, and the Bills don't. Why do you think that is? I think in a couple things. I think like when Josh Allen started his, or eventually started his rookie year, he played a ton of snaps out of his rookie year. He was starting quarterback for most of the year. Tremaine Edmonds and all that stuff. That team was a little different, right? You're thinking mm-hmm. of a team that expectations aren't there. Um, you're rebuilding. That team won six games that year. So teams that's trying to get young guys, trying to like build a culture. You're trying to – I guess, grow as a team and you're not trying to, obviously you're always trying to win now, but that's wasn't the realistic goal for that team. I think, and I'm not saying what I'm going about to say is right because you can have a different point of view and it might not be right because it didn't lead to a Super Bowl appearance. So I guess it's not right at the end of the day. Um, that maybe that the Bills and McDermott and Bean thought, well, we have expectations. This team is has a roster, has a quarterback, has the team, the weapons or Stefan Diggs to win a Super Bowl. To That's the only weapon they have. Yes. yes, and they won 13 games. So they clearly had a chance to make the Super Bowl. They're, they're one of the t- five best teams in the NFL, and it's whatever you want to say. So I think McDermott was like, you know what? We need to rely on more of the veteran guys. So we're going to lean towards more of a guy that's a veteran guy that's better in the league, maybe not as explosive in his position, maybe not as like the potential in his position, but he'll get the job done for the most part. So when James Cook fumbled that first snap, you're like, okay, we have Devin Singletary. James Cook might have more explosiveness. He might be a better uh, catch, pass catcher than Devin Singletary. But we know what Devin Singletary can do. We know he's been here and he's done that and that he's been effective. So let's go back to Devin Singletary. Let's try to be conservative because you know what? We don't want to take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. So conservative. I think- that that reminds me of old the old school Bills. I'm not the saying Bills it's good who thing. had the 17-year playoff drought. Those were the conservative Bills. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now is the time to take chances. But but I see I see what you mean. I see where you're going. It's it's look, there, there's a, there's a right in a like, not all of it's going to work out. There's some positions where it, it's the smart decision. And it's and the gray area, right? We're neither yeah. black nor white in this well, discussion here. It, well, it's a little bit of gray area. It works if, like, the Bills were playing this weekend. Like, I say the Bills were playing on Sunday, oh. right? <laughs> we obviously would not be doing a stock up or stock down. But oh, you no. wouldn't be talking about, oh, well, James Cook didn't play game three, game six, or whatever, game three, game That's six, fair. and eight. You know what that, I mean? That it's is all a very good point. All reactionary, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if the Chiefs lost in the division round of the Jaguars, their conversation would be totally different going into next season. They're like, we need more help from Mahomes. We need a better de- – you know what I mean? It's kind of all reactionary. Obviously, there's only one team at the end of the day that, I guess, quote-unquote, had a successful season because the True. main goal is to win a Super Bowl. Um, Obviously, the success in the season – and I'm not saying the Bills did not have a successful season. I'm not going there. But, yeah, I would say it depends. It also has to do with the position. It's like, do you trust the proven veteran right guard? I'm not, this is not Bills, over the rookie right guard because the rookie right guard might give up more snacks but might have a better potential. Like, you know, it's it's all fits and things. I do think James Cook probably deserved a little more uh, snaps and carries. And eventually he got there. So it's not, not much you can do about it. He eventually got to a point where he got enough carries. And I expect him to be the RB1 going into. The season, even if even if they do bring in a veteran, they draft a guy, all that lot. 
So I'm going to keep moving here. So Dan went with the stock up. I'm going to go stock down. Let's hear it. Roger Saffold. And I think this is a pretty mean, not a, not a mean, easy stock down. Can we go any offensive lineman minus Deion Dawkins? I would say Mitch Morse had a pretty good good year. I would say Mitch Morse had a solid year. I don't I don't know if I go solid. I think it was I think it was very evident when Mitch Morse was out, okay. but I don't think he had like his I, best I don't know. Year. I don't know if I'm gonna put Mitch Morse in a stock down. I don't think okay. I don't think I don't maybe think. stock neutral. Yes, that's yes, neutral. But yeah, so Roger Saffle, like you can hate on PFF all you want. I don't care. I'm gonna give you some PFF numbers. That's Whatever. Terrible. That, that's uh, what I did for an offensive lineman, too. It was really hard to yeah. find offensive line stats unless you're no, no. on PFF. So he was sixth in penalties okay. in the NFL. How, how many penalties? Do you know? Ten. Ten yeah, penalties. Ten penalties. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it was holding or not. but Well, fix figure, if that's holding, that's 100 yards. That's yes. a football field worth of penalties. And if it's a, and a, if it's a false start, it's obviously five yards. So, yeah. yeah, so it's still yards that – move the chains in the wrong direction. He was an overall grade of 43.7. And he was a pro bowler. Yay. (laughs) You can have a whole episode about the pro bowl. (laughs) His pass blocking was a 51.0. Wasn't his strength coming into Buffalo. And that's what people talked about. But something that I thought it was his strength and why I was kind of high on him was his run run blocking. 43.1 in the run blocking for Roger Saffold. What the heck, Roger? Dude, we brought you in. Because I, when he, when we first originally brought him in, I was like, you know what, this guy's a former Pro Bowler. He's a veteran guy. He has no excuse. He came into no a situation with a offensive line coach that he had history with. Yes, he went awesome. to the Pro Bowl with that offensive line coach. That's where he had all of his success. He comes here. Maybe it's just age catching up to him. You know that does happen in the NFL. But overall, I think we would agree with you that Saffold had a a, a trying season. Yeah, and. This is a veteran guy. You expected him to be a leader. You expected him to be consistent. I didn't expect him to be an all-pro left guard. Mm-hmm. I expected him to be not a turnstile out there, not a subway turnstile out there, and I expected him to be consistent enough to help protect Josh Allen and kind of do his job and be like, you know what? This guy's not great. He's not bad. He's pretty solid. He does his job. He was the opposite of that. He was horrendous. And then him going on social media in the last week and be like, well, year two, I'm going to be ready. And I'm like, dude, hope you're on a different team. I don't think it's going to be year two in Buffalo. I think it's going to be year one on a different team. Because unless the Bills want to bring him back to be a backup guard, I would say that's an option. I don't know if they would do that. But he's not coming in as the starting left guard next year. So that's my stock down. I like it. And we're going to continue with the negativity, Peter. I, I want to stay on the stock down so we can see your stock up. And this one's weird because it really depends on your view of football. Do you consider stats as the number one option or is it the eye test? And for me, it's a little bit of both, right? You have to have both. You have to have some good stats and you have to look good on tape. And for me, Isaiah McKenzie did not look good on tape this year. Like plain and simple. I I have his stats for you here as I did with James Cook. So he had the most yards and the most receptions in his career up to this point. It was 42 receptions for 423 yards along with nine carries for 55 yards. 51.15% of snaps played this year on the offense, but McKenzie was just not explosive. And I don't know who to blame. If that's like a Ken Dorsey thing if that's McKenzie, you know, falling flat, obviously he got that contract last year, which was surprising that he um, took such a cheap deal. But I really thought the Bills should have been implementing Khalil Shakir 
when seeing McKenzie's downfall, when seeing that he wasn't performing. I don't think he had one game where he really stood out to me this year. He might have had a good game here and there, but to end the season with a little over 400 yards, even if you're the fourth option on a team, I think that's disappointing. And that's why I had to put McKenzie here in the stock down category. I like the stock down. I think he didn't have a great year. I also think he was thrusted into, and this is on the coaching and mm-hmm. the front office. So this is not his fault. If you're going to be thrust into a starting role, you're not going to be like, well, I don't think I'm ready. You're going to take it because that's the path to more money. I it's feel like he was ready though. Like uh, his, I his 2021 or, or yeah, 2021 season. Yeah. I think it was really good. And the I, numbers don't no, say that. No, I thought it was very good too. I just thought, his skill set doesn't fit a true prototypical okay. slot receiver. And when Bees was obviously released going into summer camp, McKenzie was kind of thrusted with Crowder being like banged up and not having a great mm-hmm. camp and then getting eventually injured and missing the rest of the year. I think McKenzie was thrust into a role that doesn't really fit him. I don't think he's Do you a think true he's slot- better as the wide receiver four. I think he's a gadget guy. Three. I think he's always gonna be a gadget guy. I, I always thought. When they, I think Crowder getting injured really messed up McKenzie's season. I really, it's a weird core. It's okay. It's I, can, I can see what you mean because because Crowder's that speed guy, that route runner kind of guy. And I McKenzie, thought Crowder was more of a McKenzie doesn't run the greatest routes. No, he has, I some thought, good, he has some good ones, but not all the time. I thought Crowder was better at, I guess, recognizing coverage. I think Crowder's better at getting in the space, more like what Cole Beasley was. You want to see Crowder come back? Based on the fact that you didn't get to see him much this year? No, I think I'm good. I don't think I need to see Crowder <laughs> come back. I think they need to get Shakir back and then get another weapon, and that could be a different conversation for a different day. Um, but, yeah, I do think Crowder getting injured kind of hindered McKenzie's ability because I think it thrusted him into a role that doesn't really fit his skill set. Like, he has those games where you're like, whoa, Isaiah McKenzie, like 100 yards. He's, I forgot what game it was this year, but I know he had a – I should remember. He, he was he was in the aces of the game at least one time this season. So that yeah. tells you that he was a top four player in at least one game during the 16 game season that the Buffalo Bills had. He also struggled with some drops. Like he, he his drops weren't. Can can uh, we talk about the fumble against the Chiefs? What was that about? Everybody can blame Allen if they want. If you touch the football, you have to catch it. That, yeah, that, that, play, that, play, that play design was also way too cute for the moment. Like there was no Probably. need for that. There was no need for that. So you, I got mad at Allen. I got mad at McKenzie, and I got mad at Dorsey. I was like, okay, why are we doing this? Like, there's no need. Just, <laughs> just, just go back to the basics. You're in the goal line. Don't be cute. And you know what? Neither here or said they're done. But yeah, I think McKenzie was a stock down. But I also thought there was a lot of outside factors and factors that he didn't can't control. Um, that kind of. So if we see McKenzie going into into next year, which I expect us to based on the fact that he signed a two-year deal last year, you're expecting him to be more of a gadget guy. You don't want to see the 42 receptions. I don't mind that. I just, I just want the, I just think he fits more of a gadget. I think you could, if it's Shakir as your slot receiver, you're going to run Shakir. If you're going to draft a guy, you're going to draft a guy. If you're going to bring in a veteran, which I think they could. I think it's a problem using a guy as a gadget guy because Unless you're Cordero Patterson, he's the only guy I've really seen thrive in that role. When people know you're a gadget guy, unless you're Tyreek Hill and you're on the field, the, the chances of you making a big play are lower. Right? I man, McKen- this is there's a there's a legit conversation for McKenzie not being a Buffalo Bill next year. Okay. Like there's a legit conversation. And I love Isaiah McKenzie. Um, does he fit into their plans? He could. 
Um, but I expect them to add to that wide receiver room. I expect that wide receiver room that we see at this moment on Wednesday at seven seventeen to be different. I, I will tell you, one. I will tell you, the Buffalo Bills love to keep the status quo in terms of my high school musical fandom. Keeping the status quo is not always the best move. No, and no. that's gonna that's gonna linger into my next conversation. But I want to see your stock up, Peter. See who you got. Yeah, I'm gonna hit on this comment. Bill's Mafia is coming in, Bill Mafia prods. Uh hope we draft Parker Washington or Rakeem Jarrett to be our slot receiver. I did actually did a draft. If you follow me on Twitter, I do draft profiles and I put them on the Bill, Bill and Buffalo Facebook page. If you follow that as well, that's awesome. Um I did a thing with Rakeem Jarrett. He could be he's a like a four, three, eight, four, four speed guy. So you can that's why he'll be a day three pick. Day three, um, okay. Yeah, so and I think he has the ability. He's a little under six feet. I like him a lot. I think you can have him in the fourth, fifth round. I think he's that type of guy. Parker Washington, he's more of a guy that's probably gonna be had in the end of the second round, early third round. So just to give you the narrative, and obviously draft stuff changes as well. But I like Rakeem Jarrett a lot. If the Bills wanted, I think Rakeem Jarrett would be the perfect double dip. If the Bills want to double dip on receiver, um, let, let me ask you quickly before we go into your stock up, just in terms of the draft. I know you're a big draft guy. Yes, that's my thing. First round, are you expecting this to be a non-sexy pick for the Buffalo Bills? Right? Is it offensive line here? In the yeah. Well, if I had to bet everything right now, I think the safe pick is either you go guard like Osiris Torrance, who people love. And that's been the hot topic when you see Bills content creators put mock drafts out. Um, that's the guy at 27 or 28, whatever it is, because I know the Dolphins not having to pick screws the number up. Yeah. Um, I think that's the guy that people love. I think there's a couple tackles. Uh, Broderick Jones won't get to 20, won't get to our pick probably. Daywin Jones, I saw a lot of – he rose in the senior bowl. He's a tackle from Ohio State. A lot of people is have – Is there somebody worth moving up for? Yes, if you're gonna move up for you mean offensive line ability, yeah, yeah, I just because say, that's where the Bills are probably struggling the most. Because I feel like you can probably get a receiver in free agency. You can get a receiver need, in the second you need round. A safety. You can get a you receiver need a safety in, at some point. You can get a receiver in the second round. There's good enough receivers like a Josh Downs, uh, Keyshawn Booty that you can probably move up in the second round to go get. If I you like his name. That. I like his name. Keyshawn he's Booty. Cool. Yeah, he's dude's a stud. <laughs> There's a ton of good receivers. There always are. I think, in my opinion, a ton of good receivers. There's not always a lot of good tackles and not a lot of good guards. I think Broderick Jones is the guy you move up for. He's, the, gotcha. he's a tackle from Georgia. You're not going to get Paris Johnson because I think he's going to be tough. I don't think he falls out of the top 12. And I don't think you're going to get uh, Peter Skormansky. I think I said his name from Northwestern because I don't think he falls out of the top 12. So gotcha. that, that's a hard jump to go from end of the 20, first round. 27 to 12, especially if it's yeah. an AFC Right, if it's an yes. AFC team that doesn't want to see the Bills get better, yes, you can go from twenty-seven to twenty-three, twenty-four, and get Broderick Jones. You can get uh, Osiris Torrance. You can get gotcha. those type of guys. So, I think some names for me to look out for. I, I appreciate yes. that. If Broderick Jones is there at twenty-three, go get him. Go get him because he'll be your right tackle and event for you for the future. Like it's he's he's dude's a stud. Um, but yeah, if they were non-sexy, is probably a smart bet. Um. But yeah, if you want to go wide receiver, there's a lot of good wide receivers. But yeah, got it. So yeah, uh, let's see. As my friend tries to call me on my phone, just got six calls from my friend. So that was distracting. Um, <laughs> I follow both of you on Twitter. Enjoy the content. Awesome, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, stock uh, up. Here. That's where we were. Stock up. Stock yeah. Stock up. My friends call me seven times, and he's driving me nuts right now. Okay. <laughs> Stock up. Yes, he threw me off. Uh, he threw me off. Stock up. Let's see. I'm going to go Gregory Rousseau. Okay. I think I'm going to go Gregory Rousseau. And I think I – don't, I don't agree with this one. I like it. It's good you're <laughs> not agreeing with me. 
Jesus, is killing me. Um, I gotta throw my phone away. Okay, my phone's gone. Sorry for him. I look distracted, but my when your friend, sorry calls friend, you, call it a better time. When it keeps <laughs> vibrating right in, right in your ear, it's kind of annoying. Um, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. If you want to page me, that's okay. Yeah. Gregory Rousseau had, I think it was eight. I don't have the stats in front of me. I should have pulled them up. Eight and a half, eight to eight and a half sacks. I'm on that. I think I'm on that number. That was a major improvement from his rookie year. That's where I'm kind of going here. I thought Gregory Rousseau. I that, see eight. I see eight. Okay, so perfect. That's a, he basically doubled what he had the year before his rookie year. I thought Gregory Rousseau moved from a a year one edge that was kind of up and down, had flashes, and you're like, eh, he's a rookie. We'll give him a pass. I thought year two. Before that ankle injury, he was okay. explosive. He was um, getting after the quarterback with ease. And I also thought the Von, he also, I think he helped with Von Miller being on the other side, which anybody helps when you have Von Miller on the other side. Because, and I, people are like, well, that's a knock. I don't care if that's a knock. Like, it's, he's not, it's not always a knock. I, I remember Von in Denver, right? The guy opposite of him was Shane Ray. Now, there was a year where Shane Ray had 11 and a half sacks. And Shane Ray was not anything special. He was he was your average, you know, outside linebacker. But because yeah. he was opposite of Von Miller, he piled up the stats. And I like where you went with it because Rousseau was disappointing after Von Miller went out. He was. 100%. I, I, did not, I did not hear his name. No, he was 100%. For the rest of the year. I also thought before the ankle injury, he was incredible. Like, I thought he was really I good. Yeah. The ankle injury, I'm not trying to make excuses for injury because in mm-hmm. the NFL, if you play – if you play, everybody's no, hurt all the time. Nobody cares if you play. Everybody's if you play, hurt all the time. But, that's how it is in the NFL. But it does affect people. It 100% does. There's no excuses, but it does if you're evaluating players. And I think that's what GMs do. So I thought Rasul, when he came back from the ankle injury, he wasn't the same. It took him a while to get explosiveness. Von Miller goes out. And I agree with you. I do think that Von Miller being out after he was out, he kind of didn't really call Greg Rousseau's name. And I think. Maybe that why people would have disagreed with me. Maybe that's why you disagree with me. So I think it's totally fair. But I'm trying to I'm kind of going off the year one to year two. I think that's yeah. where I'm kind of viewing. I see. It in I, my see mind. It. I, I like it. I like it in terms of how you put it. Right. I don't like it when I see it, but when you explain it, I can I can get behind it. All right, with the Gregory Rousseau because he was having a really good start to the year. Yeah. I remember talking about him a lot in terms of how he started. But uh, let's get back to the negatives. I like to talk about the negatives, and it's complacency, Peter. It's the fact that other teams get better every year and the Bills don't. They just they just don't. I don't understand why they decide to keep the same guys, right? After having a 13-win season and a 13-win season or 11 and then 13, right? You have to make adjustments. Even in games, the Bills don't make adjustments. Now you're telling me, hey, we're going to keep the same offensive coordinator. We're going to keep the same defensive coordinator. We're going to fire the safeties coach just so we do something, just so people don't, you know, start rioting for you yeah. not making a move. We're going to fire the safeties coach, bring somebody else in, but everybody else is going to stay the same. No, that's not how success works. I just don't understand it, Peter. I don't and get when, why you don't want to get better. Is your more, I guess, critique with the complacency, the coach, more coaching than – players or would you say it's both it's both it's both you need to get better in terms of players you can't keep guys around just because you know you know them oh we Mm -hmm. we were together in carolina or i know his coach in college or whatever it is i don't care 
If you're not a good football player, you don't deserve to be on the team. And hey, they're in the NFL. They're all good football players, but you got to fit the scheme. You got to do everything. And I just don't get like, you saw Miami last year, right? Miami yeah. goes out and gets Tyreek Hill. And now they get a new defensive coordinator and a new offensive coordinator. Miami could be better next year. What are the Bills going to do? The Bills are going to be the exact same team they are right now, minus a couple of rookies and a couple of free agents. That's it. There's so, nothing else the Bills can do because they're so strapped for cash in terms of free agency. So I agree with you on the coaching. I think they've kind of been complacent, uh, complacent on the coaching side. Um, they did just hire, if you didn't see this, Al Holcomb as a senior defense assistant. He was the D.C. this past year with Carolina when Steve Wilkes took over for uh, – okay. What's his name? Matt Roll. He took over for Matt Roll. So I guess that's a veteran guy. Guy has DC experience. I think that, I think that's a good That's well, another thing. Hey, I know you. Come come to the team, please. I, I get that. I think I agree with you on the coaching. I agree with you on the coaching. I'm not gonna call it for him. I'm not saying fire Fraser Dorsey. I'm not doing that right now. But I Oh I, no, I, I don't I don't think fire is the word. I think replace is the word. I'm I agree for. with you on the coaching. The players won. I see where you're coming from. I don't fully agree because I do think if you look from last year's team into this year's team, some of the players, um, and look, they should they've added more a hundred percent. And did they all work? That's what it's about. No, that, that's no. what it's about right there, Peter. They, is the fact that they didn't add more and the fact that they came in with the same mindset. We're gonna be the same team we were last year, and we're gonna win. Well, I think where they I think they I think they did add some positions. I'm talking about non-draft because draft you take everybody and all that stuff. Yep. Free agency. So they added Roger Saffold, right? That okay, didn't, terrible. That didn't work. Hundred percent. I agree. Hundred percent. That did not work. Um, then they went and got on the defensive side of the ball. They went and got Von Miller. Okay, like, I like that. That they went and got Von Miller. Like that's a tough, and it sucked how that ended. The season could have. I'm not saying it would have been different. It might have been different if Von Miller doesn't get injured. And Micah Hyde as well. But that's if, Von, if Von Miller is your only argument here, I'm, I'm not win, done. I'm not so done. you know. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I don't. Well, I'm, I'm not just giving you that. I'm just I know. You, if you have one player compared to the last six years under McDermott, and that's probably your best bet, that, that's your jackpot guy here, then it's hard to win this. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't fully agree with you. I'm not saying that's I disagree fine. with you. I get where you come from. I'm just going from last year to this year. I'm not going from the last year. I got you. I thought Daquan Jones was a great ad. I thought. He was a monster in the trenches for us, and I think him coming back for another year, which he is because he's on a two-year contract, was at awful. parts of the season, yes. But you also had Phillips in there rotating. I think the main thing for the Bills in terms of D tackles is they just run a rotation of four to five guys. They do, do. But I thought they, I like Daquan Jones. Tim okay. Settle was up and down. I'm a big okay. Tim Settle guy, but he was up and down. We need more year two from Tim Settle. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, look. That's about it. So I agree with you. <laughs> That's it. But they, did, but they did spend. You can't That's say, true. like it's it's That's hard. True. it's the Von. I think the Von Miller injury. There's better. There's better they could have done, right? Because they they looked at the offense. They said, okay, and and me and you can talk about this going into the next segment. Here is the fact that like this guy was supposed to have a big year. Yeah, and I wrote Gabe and Davis. That's yeah, what I was this, is, this is your guy, and I want to hear you talk about it. Because I wrote down Gabe Davis he, as a stock down because it's a fun If he has time. a big year, right? If he has a big year in terms of this offense, where are the Bills now? We don't know, right? We don't know. I wrote down. I wrote uh, stock down for Gabe Davis because it's a fun topic. People love hating on Gabe Davis. Um, people's favorite pastime besides ripping into McDermott this offseason is uh, ripping into Gabe Davis because people have nothing else to do with their life besides going on social media and ripping to Gabe Davis. 
Gabe Davis had his best year as an NFL wide receiver. Okay. Doesn't mean his season was what we expected. Mm-hmm. I still think Gabe Davis is trending in the right direction. I still think he had a stock down because I expected more from Gabe Davis. I am not giving up on Gabe Davis. I am not saying Gabe Davis shouldn't be a Buffalo Bill long-term. I'm not saying he's a bust, all that stuff. I thought Gabe Davis had a very solid season. I thought there was games where he looked incredible. The Dolphins game, the Steelers game. There was also some games where he looked crazy game, Pittsburgh Steelers game. I was at that game. That was awesome. Um, There was also some games where he looked invisible. There was also some games where it looked like his ankle was bothering. There's also he's some games always, where he's always had those games where he disappears. And it's just I, not okay. It's not so, okay for a wide receiver two to disappear like that. See, this is where I come in. I don't think Gabe Davis is a wide receiver two. So I think going into next year, and I this is where this is my biggest hell I'm dying on going into the season. Like, you know, you put all your chips into one as a content creator, you put all your chips into one thing. Oh, I think the Bills draft this guy. I think the Bills do this. This is where I'm going. Gabe Davis going into next year is going to be a wide receiver three for the Bills because the Bills are going to draft a guy at um, either the first or second round, and he's going to be the wide receiver two. So you could say it could be a wide receiver 2A slash 2B. I don't really don't care. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I do think Gabe Davis is a stock down, but I do think Gabe Davis going into next year, his expectations are going to be a little, I guess, less. He's not going to have as high as expectations. So I yeah. think Gabe Davis actually going Contract at- year, right? Yes. After next year, you're going to be like, oh, Gabe Davis is very good. That's what I'm thinking because I think he's going to have very similar stats, but the two guys in front of him, Diggs, and either a veteran that they go get or trade for or a rookie are going to also have better stats or not better stats, really good stats, and you're going to be like, oh, Gabe Davis, he's a good 2B. See, Man, this I, guy's a stud. That's see, where I'm I still, from. I still think he's a good to be. I just, yeah, 100%. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know where it is, right? I don't know if it's the ankle that really affected the entire season. It's, it's, it's the same I, with Josh, right? It's the same with Josh. Ever since Josh's injury, we don't know how much that affected him. All we know is, hey, he's on the injury report. He's playing today. He's on the injury report. He's playing today. Oh, he's not on the injury report this week. Okay, he's on the injury report next week, and he's playing today. Right? That's yeah. the only information that you and I get. Is that kind of stuff? So I don't know how much it affected him, but a contract year, it's going to be massive. He's going to have to have a good year if he wants to stay in Buffalo and get paid, of course, handsomely. He's going to get paid. So, yeah, yeah. He finished in, with 836 yards. He finished with seven touchdowns. He finished third in uh, average yards per reception in the yeah, National Football I think, League. I think we all expected a thousand and yes. 10 touchdowns or more. The biggest thing for Gabe Davis. I think there was a couple games, probably more than a couple. He was a little too invisible. I think that was. I think that's the biggest thing for us as the as uh, Bills fans. I think there was a handful of games where you're just like, "Where's thirteen? Where's thirteen? There was a couple games you're like, "Oh, there's 13. and he's doing more than we expected. Look, if drops was was he was he top three in drops by the end of the year? The drops conversation is a very interesting because if you go look at the guys with the drops, like there's a mm-hmm. ton of studs there. Yeah. There's a ton they're of, all pros. They're all all pros. So there's a little different, but you could drop a lot and have digs production. Like okay. there's, there's a dip, there's a different, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can see it differently. That's one but, of those stats that's kind of wishy washy. Yes. I do think we need more Gabe. This is going to be weird. More, not weird. More Gabe Davis games, four catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't have to be six catches for a buck twenty and three touchdowns. It could. We need more of the. I'm looking at the stats. The Bengals game, playoff game. Two that game sucked, but that playoff game. Two catches for thirty four yards. We don't want more of that. 
we want more of look against Miami in the not the playoff game, the the December right, game. Right, he had four catches for fifty six yards. More consistent of that. More yep. four to six catches and fifty to seventy yards. He's Sprinkle always been a big touchdown. play guy for whatever he's, reason. He's not he's not the so, fastest guy, but he's always been a ready? big play kind of guy. I think he's because. You know what number that what stat kind of like excels why he's been such a big play? 17.4 yards, yards per reception. reception. That's that ranked third in the National Football League. So he's a big play guy. We just didn't have another guy that was like a conservative guy. I don't conservative is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Not a huge big no. not not a boomer bust guy besides Stefan Diggs. So I think that yeah. that's what the Bills offense is missing, and that's where you attack in the draft and free agency. Go get me, go get me a Brandon Cooks. Go if Keenan Allen gets cut. I know I'm just throwing Keenan Allen. Go get me a Keenan I, I think, Allen. I think Brandon like, Cooks might be, you know, I, I was into him before the trade deadline, but then I heard the asking price, and I don't think well, I would give that up he, for Brandon Cooks. Well, yeah, I bet you the asking price probably drops a little now, but I agree with you. But so you know what I mean. You know where I'm trying to go I with someone in that veteran rage, and then go draft a guy. Or well, go draft a guy in the first round. Give, give me know, another shot. We're talking a lot of negativity here. And I want to I want to get back to the positives from the Buffalo Bills, especially on the defense side of the ball. Matt Milano could have been the best player in a Bills uniform this year. He really could have been. And the stats don't tell you anything particularly special. I have him here: seventy-two solo tackles, one and a half sacks, twelve tackles for loss, three interceptions. But man, his football IQ is literally off the charts. Right? It's incredible. You see Matt Milano on every single play. No matter where the ball is, he is in the vicinity. He's just amazing. I cannot say enough about the play of Matt Milano this year and how happy I am that we have him. But how about Edmonds, right? He's you have Edmonds up. as stock up as well. Tell me about him. I'm, a Tremaine, Edmonds. I'm a Tremaine Edmonds lover. I'm a Tremaine Edmonds uh, stan. I'm a Tremaine Edmonds whatever you want to call it. I think this guy has to be a long-term Buffalo Bill. I thought he was awesome this year i thought also maybe the improvement of the defensive line until von miller got hurt and everything went to you know what um really helped tremaine Edmonds, and that's what you get with having a good up front because it kind of helps the linebackers and puts the linebackers less on iso there's well he's not roquan smith and he's not fred warner he's a pretty dang good linebacker the, the hate that he gets and the I think the criticism he gets, I understand. You don't, you want the big play from Edmonds. Edmonds has been a solid linebacker for five years for this Bills team. Like, he's been awesome. And there's nothing more you can ask for him. And I think he's a long-term Buffalo Bill. And I think he'll be franchise tagged. He'll be signed long-term. And Tremaine Edmonds will be a Buffalo Bill for the next four to five years. I'm, that's, I think I'm 99.9% .9 sure that happens. Put put on your GM tie for a second. I'm yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a a, a question here. What's the Hoyer Edmonds? Oh, Edmonds. You're forced, you're forced to pick oh, one. Oh, Edmonds, 100. Why? Not it's. I don't think it's even a conversation. Why I think, is that not a conversation? No, I, I, no. Okay, it is a conversation. And it this is, a is conversation. definitely a conversation. Okay, a because con without without Jordan Poyer in the lineup, and I say this in terms of football talent, right? I I don't want to get into you know, a whole thing about anything else about other than football. When in, there was no Jordan Poyer on the field and it was Micah Hyde and whoever, if it was Hamlin, if it was Johnson, whoever was in that role was bad. They were, they were not great. Now Hamlin is good in run support. I will give him that, but in coverage, I do not see 
I do not see a great future for him in terms of coverage. I think that's something to work on, but I think that's definitely a conversation. The Bills were what, up 10, 11, and 1 with Jordan Poyer playing yeah. this past year? So I guess, I guess me saying it wasn't conversation is probably not a fair statement, but not at all. <laughs> Jordan Poyer is 31. He turns 32 in April. So he's going to be 32. Um, let me give got- you a name. Let me give you a name. Eric Weddle. Remember when Eric Weddle left the Chargers, yeah. went to the Ravens, and mm-hmm. still played amazingly into his 30s? I, I 100%. I think Jordan Poyer, he battled multiple injuries this year. He, he was banged up, and I give him credit for playing through that. That is awesome, and I love Jordan Poyer. And I, not, I try not to come off saying I don't think Jordan Poyer was a great Buffalo Bill. Of course I want him back for next year. I'm not an idiot. Like, I get it, how good Jordan Poyer is. Why wouldn't you franchise tag the safety? Wouldn't that be a cheaper option than franchise tagging a linebacker? I would would probably, yeah, but I don't, I guess Tremaine Evans' market might be a little, little more, I guess. uh, Yeah, I think so. I think it gives you a little more. Look, the problem with Jordan Poyer is probably the years. Like, I think there's going to be a team out there that might try to get him on a three to four year deal. Where if you're and the, the Bills Bill, are going to offer him too. Well, yeah. If you if you give him a four year deal, right, he's going to be 36. Like mm-hmm. this is the National Football League, and his body was breaking down this year. I thought I think Jordan Poyer is awesome. I think he's an, he's incredible. Like in a perfect world, he's back next year along with Tremaine, Tremaine Edmonds. But it's mm-hmm. not a perfect world. It's not a cap all. world, and the Bills are going to go do Tremaine Edmonds first. I still think if I had to choose one, it's Tremaine Edmonds. It's an anchor of a defense. I think it's. A younger, way younger player. I think what is Tremaine? Twenty four. I want to say that's mm-hmm. his age. He's a middle linebacker. He's a cap. Like he's a leader of the defense. One of the leaders of the defense. I, I don't know if he's a captain. I don't know that like a tag works. Like well, I just, think just to me, to me, a tag is always like weird, right? Well, because you're you're telling this player, hey, you are going to play for us, and you do not have a choice. And then there's those guys who say, hey, I have a choice, and I'm not going to play football this year. And I don't think Edmonds is that kind of guy, no. but it's always been weird no. to me, the concept of the franchise tag. I do think they're going to tag Edmonds, right? Mm-hmm. And then get the deal done. Like, I think that's what... Okay. Well, that's what the tag's meant for. Not every team honors yeah, that. The tag is meant... You're, you're signing me to the tag. Get I'm supposed to get a deal done. It just gives, me a, gives you a little more time so you can worry about other free agents and then get back to me. That's kind of mm-hmm. what the tag is supposed to be. Um, not, not how it's used, especially no, in today's no, NFL. No. Remember Kirk Cousins in Washington? Yes. Three straight years. But he kept getting paid because that tag thing. keeps going up. That tag True, keeps going up. but you think he wanted that? You think no, he wanted no, to get tagged no, those three no. years? But I think when he said yes, yeah, when he saw the $30 million check or the money go through the year, he's he got was, a family. Sure. He got, he, got, he, got, he was okay with it when he got paid $30 million. So I guess there's worse things to do in the world than that. Um, I think it's Tremaine Edmonds. I look, I, I get the side of Jordan Poyer. I think there's an age, there's an injury concern, and I think it's a safety position that is not as valuable as the middle linebacker position. Is he going to be a loss? Thousand percent. Is he going to be replaced with a draft pick like like that? Probably not. You never know. Stuff crazier stuff than ha- has happened. But I do think Mike High will be back next year. Um, I do think they'll bring the the Marhamlet's a different situation, but they'll bring in another safety veteran guy, they'll draft a guy. And it's going to be replaced Jordan Poyer. I'm sure. I'm sure you have time for one more of your stock up, stock yes. down guys. Give, give me one of the guys that we haven't touched on. You want yet. to be nice or you want to be mean? Your call. Five minutes stock down, Ed Oliver. Okay. 
Ed Oliver needs to produce more. He needs to be more productive. I think Brandon Bean even hinted at that. I think if every game, conference. if every game was on Thanksgiving, Ed Oliver would be the best defensive tackle in the league. Yes, he'd be the best defensive player in the history of the world. Um, Brandon Bean hinted at we need more production from Ed Oliver. Basically, kind of said it without saying that. And we know Brandon Bean; he's not a guy that just or McDermott. They're not guys that just go after a guy and call a guy out. But he, Brandon Bean basically said. We expect more. We need more from Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver's going into his fifth year. They picked up his fifth-year option, so he's under contract for another year. If mm-hmm. this guy wants to get paid long-term with the Buffalo Bills, I need to see more consistent production from Ed Oliver. He needs to be more of a game wrecker. When they drafted him at nine, I did not expect Aaron Donald because guess what? There's only one freaking Aaron Donald in the National Football League, and that is Aaron Donald. Didn't expect Chris Jones because there's only one Chris Jones. It's Chris Jones. But I expected more from Ed Oliver. This needed to be a better year. There was games where you're like, wow, this guy's a stud. And this is like, there was games where like this guy fell off. and He just wasn't productive enough. If the Bills want to pay this guy, and I think they could pay this guy, and they might pay this guy long-term, I need more consistent production from Ed Oliver. What do you think of Ed Oliver before we get out of here? Maybe maybe it's better that he doesn't produce. And, and maybe the reason for that is because the Bills are going to be cap-strapped again next year. I got to trade. Like if you if you think about it right now, the Bills cap situation this year, depending on what they do in free agency, is going to get worse. So what happens then? Right? Is it going to be another franchise tag situation? I think Oliver. I think Oliver. I think you might be harping on him a little too much by putting him in stock down. I, I think you know he had a really solid start, and maybe he was another victim to Von Miller getting hurt. Yeah. Right? I know he doesn't have that help on the outside. You also have Boogie Basham in the stock down category, another victim of Von Miller going out, right? So the fact that the Bills' injuries had an effect on the season is an understatement. Now, we can't use that as excuses. Every team goes through injuries. This year hurt. It freaking sucked to be a Buffalo Bills fan this year. Like, you you tell me the Bills were one of, like, the top five teams or whatever coming into, right, the playoffs and in terms of record. The Bills were not good. They really were not that good since that Kansas City game before the bye week when they won. They kind of just were okay. Good enough to win games, right? But not good enough for you and I to brag about it. Not good enough to be like, hey, the Bills are the team that's going to be in the Super Bowl. And obviously we see – the Bills did not make the Super Bowl. They did not make the Super Bowl. No. It sucks. <laughs> I thought this was a fun episode. Quick, easy. I know we usually go to 8 o'clock, guys, but I got some school thing I got to get to. Hey, Peter's got some stuff to get done. Respect him. He'll be back next yeah, week. It's I'll be okay. back next Wednesday. <laughs> Shane Becker's coming in to end the show. No way they let Emmons walk. I agree. I don't know. I, I really don't know how they feel about him, to be honest with you. I, I never thought about the franchise tag as an option. Mm-hmm. I also don't know what that would be in terms of paying him. 20, it would be top million. five in the linebacker. Million. It's 20 million. 20. That's no, that's my point, right? So you remember what I said? I think I said like two minutes ago when I said they're going to franchise tag him and then sign him. Okay. They're not letting him play on the franchise tag. That's okay. Stupid. That's what you meant. So you didn't mean franchise tag and sign within the year. No, I mean sign franchise tag him and sign him in April. I don't know. June. after okay. the draft, Something but like before, that. Before the season. It I just see. gives him a little more time to go add other positions 
without mm-hmm. worrying about Edmonds. I think that's what they would do. It's simple. It's pretty. I just, I just want the draft to be here. I don't care about the Super Bowl. I hope both teams lose. I, I really don't Ooh. care. I'm, I'm rooting on the Philadelphia Eagles. If you okay. wanted to know, so who's, but your pick? who's your pick? It's, it's the Eagles. I'm not picking the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I don't, don't want. Care. I want neither team to win. I think the Chiefs win. Um, no, sorry. I don't want them. To I, win. I'm, not, I'm not saying I want them. I think the Chiefs yeah. do win. I think, mm-hmm. I think they do win. Uh, I didn't like what I saw. I don't from- need. I don't need Mahomes to have another Super Bowl, right? We no. don't. We don't need that. No, we don't. But I didn't like what I saw from Jalen Hurts last week. Um, I thought okay. he would. And the 49ers but hey, have a great defense. But I think Philadelphia has a better team. Yes. In terms no, of surrounding pieces. And if Mahomes is still on that hurt ankle, maybe they can get to him. The Eagles defensive line has been a menace all year. Yes, I agree. The one thing the Chiefs have. Game. And I'm not able to watch it, so that sucks. Uh, I'm at work. <laughs> the one thing the Chiefs have that the Eagles do not is Patrick. Mm. And that makes a lot that is going to do it tonight for the Buffalo Blitz. We usually go to 8 o'clock. We're going to 745 tonight. We're going to head out. If you guys missed the show, you can rewatch it on Facebook and YouTube. If you prefer the podcast version, Apple Podcast, Spotify tomorrow morning. Thank you for everyone in the comment section. I will be back next Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. He was Dan Kelly. I was Peter DiBiase. We'll see you guys soon. Have a good night. And as always, go Bills. Uh, go Bills, I guess. <laughs> it hurts.